Welcome to Bravo Critics, Rony Edition. I'm Arielle. And I'm Ricky. Join us on this journey to relive the glory days of the Real Housewives of New York City. In 2022, we are watching one season each month with a fresh set of eyes. Here it's always turtle time, where we're going to mention it all while making it nice. So grab a drink and hang with us. Everyone's a critic. Welcome back, fellow Bravo critics. Ariel and Ricky here with another Roni episode for you. This season, we watched season 11. And it was definitely a slower season, but still full of shit. So <laughs> what's up? Yeah, Ricky? this season's, I, I feel like this season is like when you can start to tell, like it's starting to turn. We're in that downward decline in the show. We're one season away from finishing the rewatch, guys. What are we going to do? I know. And we have already gone through the glory years for sure, because I think next season is going to be one of those seasons that's going to be a little bit of a <laughs> a hike. Yeah. It's, <laughs> next season is definitely when things start to just... There were problems with the show before season 13 even happened. Yeah, this is the official decline of Roni as that we knew and loved. Um, I still will say next season is still going to be a good season, which is why we decided to still recap it. Um, but yeah, but, you know, we'll deal with that next month. We'll deal with that next Roni recap. But we're this time we're going to talk about 11. And I feel like we had a few different things. I mean, we lost Carol, so that sucked. Yeah, I really miss her. I loved Carol. I felt like, I don't know, there, something, there was just something that she brought to the show. It was like a certain like sophistication, the wit. Like, I just also liked the way that she, like, listening to her describe watching the women and the way that she would like sort of, she's such a writer girl. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the way that she would be like describing the situations. I loved it. Well, that's what made Roni so great in its glory days is that they were all so different and it was really interesting to watch everybody's perspective. And like you said, she, Carol was a writer girl and she can articulate herself quite well and she was hilarious. And so it made it fun and light to kind of watch her. And I think we lost a little bit of that this season because, you know, this season we got Barb, right? They introduced Barb, which we had seen a few times in the past two seasons. Um, but she was basically just one of Luann's soldiers for the most of the season. She kind of reminded me a lot of um, Cindy Barshop. It's yeah. like someone that no one really asked for, but they're trying to find some woman that's like not just, you know, because I mean, that's what Housewives is about. It's about like breaking stereotypes of what a housewife is. And so I feel like they tried that with Cindy first. Like, oh, single mom, she's got the twins, all that, yada, yada, yada. And now we have this woman who's, sexually fluid not gender fluid as she um as someone said in the in the show i think it was sonia that well didn't that. they say thirsty at first she was yeah thirsty which i thought that was hilarious but you know i feel that barb was definitely um i felt for her a lot more this time around watching her I think last time I watched her, I was just kind of like, ugh, why is this lady here? And I still did kind of feel like that at the beginning of the season. 
but I grew to kind of have a warm little fuzzy spot for Barb in my heart. I never got there with um, Cindy from Quad, so. Yeah, I, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Barb is a great girl. She's super sweet, like, and especially like the way that she sort of comes back into the friend circle if she's part of, you know, so between the seasons, we got, so season 10 reunion, Luann was absent because she had just gone to rehab. Um, Bethany and um, Barb were part of a intervention that happened. It sounds like the weekend right before that reunion. Cause they say like, I already did one uh, intervention this weekend. I, I'm not going to do another one or something like that. Yeah. The time frame was a lot tighter than it normally is for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I think that was really nice that she helped out Luann because, you know, Luann was not in a good place when she had to go back to rehab. Yeah, so she, she had definitely shown that she was a good friend, a uh, loyal woman, I think, who had good intentions and who just didn't take, you know, her initial welcoming to the to the ladies was under the wing of Luann and all of her poor behavior. So it just didn't like, transition well for her when she wanted to build friendships and relationships with these women and it took a lot for her to even break through and I don't necessarily know that she got there with everybody but I don't feel like that they were like mean to her either so you know they really weren't I mean aside from like really the only person that she had a real problem with was Dorinda yeah and the thing with that is I think because they were actually friends and so there were actual hurt feelings there when Dorinda felt that Barbara was really just kind of pushing Dorinda to the side for the well-being of Beth or for the well-being of Luann. And so because it kind of sucks because I know that we start out the season with Dorinda and Luann on the outs. Mm-hmm. But you know, Dorinda kind of I feel like Luann just doesn't show Dorinda any love and I feel like Dorinda would have been Right there with Barbara and Bethany helping out Luann if Bethany or if Luann wasn't the way that she was. A hundred percent. Dorinda would have been leading the charge, I think, for sure. I mean, we saw that they had such a strong bond. And I think that's why it was so hard because they loved each other. And Dorinda felt so betrayed by Luann. And Lou just was cold the whole season. And she even said that at the reunion. It, it was the weirdest thing. So, I mean, we start out the season, we start learning a little bit about what Luann's been up to. Ugh. She had gone back to rehab and it, it's not available as far as I know. If it is, shoot me a DM because I want to see it. But I know between this season and the previous season is when Andy did that visit to her house in Sag, in Sag Harbor. Yeah. And they did like the little like catch up with Lou or whatever. Yes, she was wearing like white pants. I remember this. I remember her letting him into her home through the threshold. We have to find that. We have to try to find it. Please, if anybody knows for sure, DM us. We want to we wanna watch that now. Yeah, but it's like it, she comes off of, you know, so they originally, when she was with the Count, they had this grand house in the Hamptons. House gets sold. The money from that house, I guess, is what's supposed to go to Luann's children. I mean, it's, it's an estate, you right. know? It's owed to them, but instead Luann finds this house and she's apparently completely fixated on this fucking house. A six million dollar house. So much so that she's like trying to take the kids money. She's hitting up Bethany and Dennis for money. 
Sounds like she called Sonia at some point, which it's like, you're barking up the wrong tree for money on that one, girl. I think that she probably made several phone calls that she is probably very embarrassed of because she knows a lot of wealthy people. And I think when you're manic and having a moment, she probably went through that Rolodex. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I can only imagine she's probably calling Andy too, trying to get like advance on like her salary. Could you imagine? That's like, I actually am just thinking about that right now when we're like really talking about it. Like how many fucking people did she call? And like, you know, when they say like, when you go to AA and you have to like go through all the steps and you have to like make an, a make amends, like, Oh my God, how many Bravo people did she have to call and just be just in the Bravo world? Yeah. Oh my, did well, she call Anna Delvey? I need to know. So like we're saying, she was being completely manic. She's doing other things. And we'll get into some more of those later because they're revealed more when Bethany goes on a rant. But I, I don't know. The women just were like, this behavior is like supposed to be you on like a good path. Well, we also have to clarify here that, you know, Luann went back to rehab because Bethany stepped in and got her into a really good program for free. Okay. And <clears throat> Dennis went above and beyond, even though I don't even know if Bethany and Luann, I mean, Bethany and Dennis were together at the time. There's really, it, regardless of the fact that they were together, engaged, not engaged, you know, she says he's my person. They were best friends. So whatever, they had a very close relationship regardless. And Dennis, while he was obviously, you know, kind of struggling his own demons, went and got like this really good attorney for Luann and was able to get Luann information on her case that even Luann's attorney that she had had couldn't get her. Like he was really helpful to her, which I think down the road is a real slap in the face to Bethany. It really is. And I mean, especially it's crazy when you think about how he was willing to help Luann when you have to remember Luann started all those like trying to do those rumors about him and Bethany like having an affair. I know. And then at the table, remember when she oh. meets Oh God, that was so. And so and then unfortunately, before the season begins filming, Dennis dies of a drug overdose in his Trump Tower residence. And Bethany is you know, broken. She said she almost didn't film. I can see that. I mean, you can tell from this season she is, she seems a little bit more fragile. She and kind of goes through these phases though. I feel like, like she was sort of like that when she first came back to the show, she was constantly upset, but I feel like this, this was a different level. We saw a little bit of a different Bethany, you know, I were right on the heels of me being super pissed off for her, pissed off with her for season 10. Um, and the whole thing with Carol, but you know, I really felt for her. Yeah. She was a lot softer this season. Um, I did notice she didn't, she seemed a little bit more whole outside of the dentist stuff, like the other issues that were breaking her for all these years. I think she had finally worked through the custody, the divorce. Like she finally was able to close that part of her life. And she obviously opened up to new despair but I don't think she would have been able to deal with Dennis and everything on top of everything she was. So, you know, they were, you know, where they kind of say you can only, they only give you as much as you can handle type thing. So I think, thank God, because I don't know if she would have made it through if she was still dealing with the custody and the up houses and all that shit. But, you know, when they do start the season, 
lose 53 days sober. And that is, you know, a one day at a time thing for her. And, you know, they say they, Dorinda even touched on at the reunion that she had gotten this pendant at her second communion, you know, she was in second grade at her communion that she carried with her through Richard's death that she gave to Luann as like something to give her, you know, solace and like comfort and all this stuff. And then she basically Luann just spits in her face and Dorinda really felt that was a symbol. Did that not make you so like sad Dorinda, like being upset? I don't like when Dorinda's upset. Yeah. Don't fuck with our girl. Don't fuck with our girl. As, no, I completely agree. And, like, I know that, like, Luann's still mad over the heckling and stuff, but... Giovanni! Giovanni, as Tinsley yeah. would say. Giovanni! <laughs> but it's like, get over yourself, Luann. Come on. It's like, you should be in a place where, you know, you you just got out of prison, you've been traveling. Um, but it's like, you, you're in this situation where you need as many friends and support as you can get, and you're going to spit in Dorinda's face. It's fucked up. Yeah, it is. I agree. I got to tell you, I really am enjoying Tinsley more. Like, I really enjoyed her last season. I'm enjoying her this season. And I feel like she just brings that kind of, like, how they treat her like a little sister and how, like, they tell her, oh, you can't be in this car. Oh, you can't be in this room. They really just, it's funny because it's, she just genuinely accepts that that is her role. And I, she's like, this is my journey. And I'm, understanding of that like i accept it i receive it <laughs> well that's what i loved about her getting to a better place with sonia again is like i kind of like when there's that dynamic of like sonia and ramona are like you know like her drunk aunts like yeah yeah no that's it like so it's that was really fun and so like you had just touched on sonia and tinsley reconciled and so every season you know they start out in the hamptons right so this season is no exception the gals head out to the Hamptons and Sonia and Tinsley drove together. So that made me happy because it was like, you know, they were back together again, the gang. And I thought that that was a good time. So and then they, I feel like there was definite teams at the beginning of the season. The ladies were divided and Sonia was Switzerland this season. That's normally Lou. But yeah, but Luann was not Luann was just team Luann. Mm hmm. With her cheerleaders of Bethany and Barbara. And then you had, you know, Ramona and Dorinda and Tins on the other side. And I don't know. That was kind of an unlikely group, Tinsley, Ramona, and Dorinda. And I like Dorinda and Tinsley being friends. And when shit pivoted with them, I didn't. It was like, ugh, I don't know why. And so, like, didn't you notice when you rewatched the season that they actually, like, were friends? Yeah. And, like, the way, like, you can even see, like, uh, Dorinda interacting with Dale. Like, they're friendly, too. They but... went to the Big Apple Circus. They did that, like, whole thing together. They got to do, you know, like, I mean, Dorinda went up first. And she gave Tinsley the confidence to go up and do that. And so it was kind of like, man, like, where did this come from? Which is where we, I really, and we'll touch on this later, but we really did see a shift in our girl at the end of the season, which I think is going to be something that's a little hard for us to get through next season because yeah because it leads to the pause button being pressed. It, i mean it does and but um there's the clam bake you know they have the big clam bake out in the hamptons that's the event right because they always have to have somebody's having a luncheon and it's usually at ramona's i feel like but they did i think this was barbara's welcome and yeah, so they, they wanted to give her a little something to start the season and i actually love what she did though you know she i mean she got 
20 million pounds of food. And she had obviously sent out invites and then obviously something happened and what happened was Bethany spoke, Madam Bethany spoke and everybody listened. And before you know it, Dorinda was uninvited to this clam bake. Well, it was sort of unfair because it was like, you really think that Dorinda is going to drive her to drink? Then maybe she shouldn't be on a show with Dorinda. I mean, basically. I mean, there's drop the mic right there. Because it's like, I mean, no offense to some of these other girls, but it's like Sonia could make me drink. Ramona could make me drink. Like, Right. I mean, and, and anybody, this is the thing, Ricky, and they say it many times throughout the season, and it's not like they're being bitches and not being sympathetic to Luann's situation. They're overly sympathetic to her situation, but they have shit going on, too. Yeah, like, There's real-life shit going on with these other women, and that's the part that is just like, you know, if they were just like the rich bitches and were just hanging out and ladies who lunch... That's one thing, but there's like death and overdose and um, charity uh, efforts and like all these crazy things. Be strong. Like there's people have real life things going on. Yeah. And Luann's is literally in her own world and thing that everyone should be supporting that. Well, life is not a cabaret, darling. <laughs> so. But I was sad that Dorinda got disinvited. Her and Barbara really didn't start off on a, on a good foot here, but you know, the other girls from the team went and they, um, did their dirty work for Dorinda, basically. And came back with goodies. Lots and lots of lobster. <laughs> Just the fact, like, well, and so it's so funny because Barbara's like, take some food. And it's like, I don't think I would take that much, but they're literally dumping, like, platters of lobsters. Well, I do. Into bags. It's like, they're, they're, like, those three girls or four girls are not going to eat all that food. I know. They were just being greedy. But I do think that Barb was like, please take it because I ordered so much. And there's, like, seven people here. Um but yeah, no, I agree. It was too much. I don't even know how. And Mo Tinsley was mortified. She was like, I only take a doggy bag if I'm taking it for my dog. Yeah. And Sonia's like, I'm not leaving the lobsters. <laughs> yeah, no, that was really good. Um, so I just, so that's what I love about Sonia. Sonia's not above that. She's like, you know what? I'm going to take all this food. I mean, she saves wrapping. You got a bottle of wine to go with this. <laughs> I love it when she just, I mean, when, when, when was it last season where she saved the tissue paper and um, Bethany's like, I swear to God, if you save that, I'm going to kill you like this yeah. is that you're taking it too far. Um, but you know, eventually, okay, wait, then the epic Tyler Perry quote is sent from Dorinda to Lou. Oh, really Dorinda? That's so deep. And she was so a bitch about that. I thought it was a great quote. It was a great quote. And so it doesn't matter who said the quote. It's it's a good quote. Yeah, I didn't like it. So it's not I like mean, it's not like she was like, oh, the quotes fuck bitches get paid. You know, <laughs> like it yeah. was like a deep quote. <laughs> well, needless to say, Dorinda's feelings were hurt though, because her and Barb were friends and she was invited and then she like made the phone call and you know, and I thought that was like so cringe. So I was happy that they were at least able to kind of reconcile, even if it was short-lived. Because they did go and have a lunch together after that, Dorinda and Barb. And they just, Barb kind of explained where she was coming from and how she's really just worried about Lou. And Dorinda also explains, I love Lou too. So like, we'll find our way back at some point, but please don't insert yourself between the two of us. Yeah. That, I mean, that's their major problem. I mean, Luann is... 
the problem for everyone this season. I mean, she was. And and again, like I said, that reconciliation between the two of those ladies was short-lived because they got into another argument when Dorinda brought Barb to her house, asking her to help her with kind of some construction in her home. And Barb kind of just tore apart her house. And then they started arguing over Luann. And next thing you know, Barb's like, I'm not helping you with shit. And Dorinda's like, you can fucking see yourself out, bitch. Like, you know, Dorinda said to her, yeah, you can stay home. Yeah. That's what Dorinda said to her when she, you know, and so I thought that that was epic. So then they fell on the outs again. <laughs> I love when Dorinda does stuff like, no, you can stay home. I mean, yeah. that's sort of like what she did to Tamara during Girls Trip. Okay. She wanted to like, uh, she was like, well, why don't you just not come down to the party or to the, uh, the Dorobics? To the Dorobics. Yeah, that's so. And oh, poor Tamara. She really was excited. She was the one that was so excited for those. <laughs> that moment was so wild. But that that's why we love Dorinda, right? Um, so yeah, that <laughs> fucking Dorinda. She's so wild. She that 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 is one thing that Dorinda, I can relate to her. She goes from zero to 100 real quick. I, that's me. Yeah. It's like, just, you never know what it might be that's going to trigger me. But when I'm triggered, watch out. You know what? I feel like they're this. I think I said this at the beginning of the episode. The season was very random for me. Like we had a lot. It was just a weird mix of stuff. I feel like that they just kind of put all in one season together with a story just revolving around Luann. And one of these little one-off storylines or little parties they had was Sonia being featured in a magazine for paper magazine and she looked phenomenal it wasn't like she was in latina magazine i love when they did the flashback to the latina magazine (laughs) yeah it was like okay this one actually makes sense and i mean wonderful photographer she looks fantastic and then some random chick comes up and just fucking makes out with her well i love how sonia just takes it like she's not like whoa like she's just like okay yeah, yeah, so good. Which I just saw a video of her like on TMZ making out with some random some gay guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, gotta love Sonia. So that was fun. That was kind of fun, and all the girls just looked like, "What is going on?" But there was a few kisses, but amongst the ladies this season. I know. It, I mean, you know, Sonia was a little jealous though because uh, Barbara was getting that kiss from from Bethany at that truth or dare party that they had. I know Sonia was getting so jealous over Bethany. I feel like the ladies do kind of fight over Bethany and they want her, her friendship, her love, her attention, her acceptance. And it's interesting because she is the queen bee of the group. It is. She's the leader of the pack and, and she's got a a strong group of women, but she definitely is the leader of the pack in my opinion. And I feel like we got to see it. I, I think that they don't want her to be, but she but is. They know that she's like, she's got Andy Cohen in her pocket. They I'm, saw how she dealt with Carol last season, and they know that that could easily be them if they don't like stay in line. Yeah. But I also feel like Carol didn't, that never gave as much as the other ladies ever did and brought to the table. So she really was an easy one to kind of push out, I think. She yeah. wouldn't have been, been as easy to push out as a Dorinda, a Sonia, a Ramona, or even a Luann. But I really did like that we got to see um, the evolution a bit, a bit more, peeling back another layer um, between, you know, Dorinda and Bethany. And, you know, they're still friends to this day, like you were saying. And think that Dorinda might be one of the only ones that is still friends with Bethany. 
As far as I know, I think she is. I think Bethany will always say that, you know, she's friendly with everyone, but I don't ever see a lot of commenting happening back and forth with them on Bethany's stuff and Bethany on their stuff on Instagram. Wouldn't it have been crazy if Bethany would have just walked into BravoCon? Like, what's up, motherfuckers? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm sure she didn't just, uh, you know, she's always got to, like, have a, a moment. But yeah. this was, you know, that was four weeks ago before she decided that she was ready to start talking about Housewives again. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like, but we did get to see them bond kind of over the death of Dennis and Dorinda could really relate because she said when you have a love like Richard when you have a love like Dennis you're looking for a different type you're never going to have that again so I feel like they definitely related to each other and it was nice I think they had a really nice nice moment together it was sweet you know because I don't feel that Bethany I feel like she just kept pushing it down, pushing it down. And then it would flow over for a second. And then she would get control of herself. And then she'd push it back down. And I think that Dorinda told her, girl, let it fucking out. Like, this is fucking bad. This happened. Like, say it. I need you to say it out loud that Dennis died and it's really sad. You so know? you have to get it out now. You can't let it fester. Yeah. And then when she did say, eventually, Bethany was like, and I'm done now. Like, I talk about him all day, every saying, what he would do. I think about what he want me to do. What should I say? And she's like, okay, I can't do that anymore. Like, I need to live for myself, for my daughter, for today. And it was in a, it was, Bethany was in a really unhealthy space, I think, for a lot of the season. And it was, it was kind of tough to watch. I felt, I did feel for her, but. Well, it was also making me sad because she was talking about how Bren wanted to talk to him and, like, send him a text. Like, does he still have a phone number? I know that was so sad. Yeah, that broke my heart because she said, even if we weren't together, him and Bryn were close. Yeah. And it's so fucked up because around the same time as when, um, you know, Bethany's douchebag ex is like trying to get the court to order drug tests and stuff like that. I'm guessing just because of the dentist thing, he was like, well, here's some more ammo for me. And it's like, this man is still trying to play games. I, I mean, it's just so fucked up. It's just the whole thing. is just so fucked up. But okay, wait, I have a question. So when did Lou and Dorinda finally make up? Because they had to the Berkshires not too long after that. And there was a reconciliation because Luann agreed to go to the Berkshires. She and did. I think that they had, like, decided to, like, make peace or whatever and, like, try. I mean, they go a little sideways again for a minute. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's sort of the story of Luann and everyone. This season. Yeah, yeah, but, for, for several minutes. But, I mean, but, but instantly, it, so they head out to the Berkshires, and when they get out there, instantly Luann is triggered, and she starts showing her ass again because, okay, What's the recurring theme in every season of Roni when it comes to Bethany? She's the fucking last to get there and she's the first to leave. Always. Yeah. It's just, and this Berkshire's trip was no exception. But add another layer on this. Um, she, Bethany requested a room. Not, she requested the best room. She it was basically like, room. a guest calling a hotel and she's like, I'll take the presidential suite. She was, we all know that Bethany really only likes a hotel and she's made that very, very clear. And I think it's fucked up that she's 
basically calling Dorinda on the low, like, hey, I need the best room in the house. And if I don't get that room, I'll just stay in a hotel. So it's an it's a threat. And obviously, they're hungry for her attention. And they want to make her feel loved, because she's going through shit. So Dorinda appeases her and Luann loses her shit. Well, how funny was it when those ladies were cackling at that dinner? It was cracking me up. And like the thing to me about it is, is like Bethany's always the first one to complain about how Ramona and Sonia act on a girl's trip about a room. But Bethany's now calling ahead to make sure she has the room she wants. Yeah, she's Ramona Jr. She really is. I mean, she's just a, a pot calling the kettle black. When you put it like that, it's so true. Because I mean, it's it's funny. But so just, just the, she's like, please. Tell, she's like, it's almost like the tell me it's not about Tom. She's like, please say it's not the fish room. Please say it's. <laughs> well, I swear, if she puts me in that shark room. I'm gonna lose it and she and those women cackled tinsley's face was mortified she couldn't even believe that what was going on she had like a nervous laugh tinsley was the only human being who acted like she had some sort of consideration to dorinda and her feelings during that because ramona and sonia were like little witches and i'm not sure maybe i'm wrong but like when they're on their way up there like it sort of looks like ramona and sonia might be like a little bit like stoned or something so i don't know if that's contributing to the laughing but they thought it was the funniest fucking thing ever and tinsley's just sort of like what oh like my maybe god she was, maybe she was stoned too and she was just wasn't in the same like headspace as them. oh my god maybe they had like edibles or something you gotta love it maybe i totally never would have thought that and now that you say that it's like duh how did i not see that <laughs> i can just imagine them like driving up and ramona's like so i got these new gummies from this reggae store next door to my apartment bethany <laughs> i love when you do her voice it's like one of my favorite things ever. i love it so i'm just gonna <sighs> take one of these <laughs> oh my gosh just like take a bite and eat half <laughs> Okay, also, so I just have to say the fish room is not that bad. Oh my god, and then she goes, it's a half a million dollar room. Yeah. And then she goes, it's a it's navy bedding. It's I was like, I love navy. I think navy is so rich and regal. I took that as a personal insult. I have navy bedding. And so I'm like, how it's navy and gray, but still how rude. I'm not a 12-year-old boy and my shit is nice. So shut up, Countess. Because really, I feel like the only room that's not like a good room is that room that they had that Tinsley ended up staying in. Because that's the one that Brandy stayed in. Because I I didn't remember seeing it when they went with Tinsley. Because I remember during like Ultimate Girls Trip too, I was like, I can where where is this room? I don't remember ever seeing it. But then I guess yeah, there we are. Yeah, same. That's so funny because I that I had the same thought process. So, I mean, and then, you know, when they were out there, it was a little bit different of a Berkshire's trip because normally they're there for the, like, you know, for Christmas, but this time they were there for Halloween. And, you know, Dorinda went all out with the decorations. I died when Ramona's like, oh my God, that looks like Bethany with like the crazy, like, statue. it really does. Though. It did. It did. Um, and she did, a, you know, she had set up a few excursions for the ladies. Um, and one of them was going to the Morgan house. And that's where we got the epic line about the Morgan letters. What was the name of that place called, Ricky? I don't recall. Uh, Fourth Hall. Yeah. They actually went there in Girls Trip 2 as well. That's, I'm sort of loving that they went to the Berkshires for Girls Trip 2 because it's like adding like so many more layers to like these seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Berkshires is our like second home at this point. 
Yeah. But Sonia's actually pretty chill when they're at the Morgan house. But then, of course, you know, we get back to the Berkshires. Or but she started to... twitching. She yeah. started, you saw her just, she started twitching, bro, because like something started to fucking short circuit when she stepped foot in that place, right? Yeah. Well, and they were talking about, I mean, and it's probably the same like effect with this, but they were talking about at the reunion how like anytime she's like, when she gets out of the townhouse, she's a whole different person, but like you put her back in and she like turns back into like Lady Morgan and Lady Morgan is like not a good person. <laughs> Yeah, because we even saw when she had some issues in her townhouse, there was some leaking and her curtains and her, you know, framing and everything, her crown molding got messed up and she like freaked out and they were like, we got to get you the fuck out of here. Like, this is crazy. Like, this is too much for you. So, yeah. <laughs> Dorinda must knew what she was doing. <laughs> well, and the funny part about it and the one thing, not the funny part, the one thing I can appreciate was Ramona saw it happening and Ramona was like, we have to get her out of here. And she went to Dorinda right away, like, Dorinda, we've got to get her out of here. And that was before Dorinda touched the Morgan letters with like, <laughs> the tip of her finger. <laughs> she was just, like, flipping through stuff on the desk. Oh, my gosh. But, but when they get back and they start drinking, I just love a drunk Sonia so much. And it just yeah. came out of nowhere. Don't touch the Morgan letters. Oh, my gosh. The stuff that she does with her hands, like... Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. No, it was really... She's like, and she put her paws all over those letters. Yeah, and she's like, the acid and the grace and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she was... Yeah, and then Bethany calms her down and Ramona runs up and she's like, they weren't even real letters. They weren't even real letters. And Bethany's like, shut up, Ramona. We're not even upset about them anymore. Sonia's like, I'm not upset anymore. I'm just like, and oh, this like, yeah, is They probably are fake. You're right, Bethany. They are fake. How bitchy when Luann said, I don't want my house to ever be called the Berserkshires. I want my house to be peaceful. The Berkshires, really, that's where the good shit happens because I think you're putting the women in a house together for multiple days. It has nothing to do with, like, her actual house, like, respectfully. We always may joke and say it's, like, on an ancient burial ground or something, right? But, like, that really, I know, hurts Dorinda's feelings. And it's if you just put it's black and white, right? You it's put all those they're, they're in the middle of nowhere. Like, right. There's not really that much to do out there aside from like the one or two restaurants and like going to this Morgan house. But it's the perfect recipe for disaster. Like, yeah, yeah. which is why Bravo know, knew that and did Ultimate Girls Trip there, you know. And they know that these women, once they get to Bluestone Manor, they have cabin fever like 30 minutes into it. For sure. I always love a good Berkshire's trip. So I do, too. There's just nothing more Roni though than like, so we always go to the Hamptons. We always go to the Berkshires. And of course we always have to have a really good charity event too. Oh my gosh. This year's charity event may have been my favorite of all. It was mortifying because it was for such an amazing cause. Oh my God. It was so bad. Ramona is just so wild. The fact that she could not get that girl's name right was just so Ramona. The the speech that was given first, she so Ramona invites Dorinda and Sonia to be co-chairs, and then could not remember this woman's name. And when they give this speech, it was just like interruption after interruption and then Dorinda and Ramona basically go at it in front of everybody it was it was mortifying 
it was just it's just so good and so classic that when, oh my and, god and Sonia? That, like stop do, don't ever do that shit again and then Sonia when Ramona goes I'm gonna cry and Sonia goes oh god all she does is cry nobody believes you when you cry oh my god <laughs> like Ramona just kept on calling this poor girl Birdie and her name was Bridie Bridie that it was a weird name but it was a it weird was... name but Jesus Christ. I mean, you have one job, bitch. Remember the woman's name. She was the victim who put her story on the forefront for this for this charity. But regardless of the fact, I guess they did great work because they passed the law, which I think is awesome. Yeah, it definitely is. And, and so, I mean, Ramona's not, you know, she's no amateur when it comes to doing bad shit at a charity because... And being wild at a charity because then we also get examples. I mean, there's been some little cracks in the friendships because Ramona is like almost like making herself to where she's too good for the girls now. She's almost entering like the territory that Bethany's in now, except she's still on the show while she's doing it. But, yeah. you know, she there's the whole debate and the producers definitely made sure that Ramona multiple times said her true table number. But she invites Dorinda, girls night out, we're going to go to... The angel ball, they keep on showing um, the camera footage of being like, oh, table 62. At the same table as Dorinda, right? Yep. Table 62. Table 62. And then she's debate. She keeps on telling Dorinda, no, it was table 61. Always table 61. And her being like, can I sit with you guys? I was going to say, why didn't they bring that up at the reunion? Why didn't they say you literally asked this woman if you could sit with her at another table? Like, yeah, we saw it. So nice try. But... <laughs> nice, nice try. Yeah, no, that was that was ridiculous. And then she tried to, I think, smooth things over. You know, when she ended up doing something for Dorinda down the down the road, I feel like she was just like throwing a little bone because I feel like Dorinda has proven over and over again how good of a friend she is to Ramona, and Ramona always just screws her over. She shits on her like any chance she gets. That's so sad. She swears she had to sit there by herself. <laughs> I know. And then, so I mean, and then Ramona also always has her uh, party with her 50 girlfriends. And she didn't invite any of the girls, even when the friends like, can we invite Sonia? And she's like, no. Oh, God, I know that was cringe as well. And then even at the reunion, she was still trying to be like, I didn't make the guest list. And it's like, well, you did get some contribution on there. You did ixnay Sonia, and and her lame excuse was that she didn't want to um, tape. It, yeah, I. It's like, come on now, I don't believe that. She was probably trying to get them to come and film some of her other best friends. Yeah, for sure. So I think that that was bullshit. But you know, it's just another day in the life of Ramona. Yeah, exactly. And then, so and then, you know, it's about Halloween time. Like, like we said, you know, they started filming the season a lot earlier because usually Halloween's occurring a lot earlier in the season. But they had the Halloween party, um, you know, and that's when the, all the girls show up to support Luann, and she's like hours late coming out from like her glam or just hanging out in the green room being a diva. And so Bethany leaves and um, Luann's like, what was she? Because she wants to go like see her daughter. It's Halloween. She wants to go see her daughter before she goes to sleep. And Luann's like, what's she going to go do? Watch her, like, watch her sleep. Yeah, she wanted to. Well, and then she had school the next morning. So she's like, I can't be out like partying hard. I have to be up for like carpool and like to get my kid 
like it was Halloween. I think the next morning actually was really Halloween, I think. Because she goes, it's Halloween. I need to be there for my daughter and do breakfast and pick up and stuff. So yeah, that was, I mean, and she killed it. They put a lot of effort into their costumes, Bethany, especially. Luann was super unappreciative and she was just a real bitch. And she, and, and like a recurring theme, all the other ladies are like, hey, hi, we're here. All you care about is Bethany. <laughs> yeah. And she's not even being very nice to Bethany. And this is like just another crack in their friendship, which is going to end up breaking by the time we get to Miami. But first we take a weird trip to Luann's new house and, yeah. and they way get to... upstate. Wait, but then, you know, Bethany and Luann, they had put a little Band-Aid on their issues because Bethany joined them for that trip up to Luann's house. And that was the first time that they had all seen the new spot, right? Yep. Yeah, and they they lied. They didn't like it. I know. Well, and it just cracked me up how they're, Tinsley's like, this is to prevent her from drinking. This would make me want to drink. A hundred percent. I mean, it looked, it, it looked cool, but like the weird like kitchen and the bedroom was, the whole thing was just, that thing was weird. And I mean, I did get it. It was like, I got it. Like the architectural circular vibe was cool, but maybe for like a bachelor. Yeah. I mean, the house was obviously something that probably had some sort of little rental unit or something like that, like some sort of Airbnb. And that's what that weird room was about. But it was really weird. It was obviously really close to Ramona's hometown, which is really never good for her, but she actually stayed on her best behavior and it was sort of nice to see, you know, the girls eventually split ways because Luann wants to go to fucking cabaret and the other girls are not about that life. Yeah. And so I, I love the whole Bethany, Dorinda, Ramona moment where they're talking about like their childhoods and all of that stuff. I thought that was a really nice, deep moment. Yeah, no, I really like that. And I think that we learned a lot about Ramona in that moment where she really wasn't using it as an excuse for some of her ill behavior in the present. It was really an explanation of her, her upbringing and the fact that they went and sat at the six person table where her family ate. Cause they only had one six person table there. The fact that they went and uh, had drinks at the place where she had her mother's funeral dinner. You know, we learned about her brother, um, which we do learn a little bit more about her brother it, you know, I think in the coming next season or, you know, maybe in thir season 13, which we're not going to recap, she talks about him, but we don't know a lot about her. And so I felt like we got, a, you know, and then this is one of your favorite, oh <laughs> one of your favorite lines. <laughs> <laughs> I know she, cause then she's like talking about it and like, she's talking about, I mean, she'd only really reconciled with her dad a couple of years earlier, I think, because of all of the issues they'd had. But, you know, she was super offended because, you know, they got the will and, and said, to my daughter, Ramona Mazur Singer, I bequeath nothing. And just like everyone's, you know, oh, what? Yeah. And then like across it. town, it's a wild ass time because we're watching this weird cabaret. I, I, I wouldn't call that cabaret. Manican I don't know what you would call that. It's like karaoke almost. But the way she's like... Manican Pai class. Yeah. It's just so... Manican Pai so like, class. And, and Tinsley's like, what is happening here? 
I can't. It kills me. And when I say that, guys, I want you to also know I'm playing the air keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Monica, buy your class. Monica, buy your class. class. Oh, gosh. We should start a band. My friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what this, this moment right here is one of the reasons why I love this podcast because the shit that we get to do and talk about is just. I mean, that woman was like, she reminded me of my freshman biology teacher. She was fucking wild. That lady, <laughs> I watch her. That's I swear. But so that was, I feel like they were having two very different experiences. Uh, 100%. And then speaking of cabaret, we, we, you know, we continue along Luann's cabaret journey. And Sonia comes and wilds out at the cabaret rehearsal. Yeah, which then gets Luann on her high, high camel. I have to say her high camel instead of her high horse, thinking that this is when she starts, instead of saying something to Sonia and say, hey, I'm concerned, she wants to go tell people that she thinks that Sonia was on pills. Yeah, it's just so messy. It's yeah. just like so much deflection. Like, I think that they say some someone says this at some point in the season. It's like, well, just because you're sober now doesn't like give you like moral high ground over the rest of us. Yeah, just like you need to just put every piece of energy you have focusing on yourself and not be pointing the finger at anybody because you are nobody to give advice at this moment. So I just that to me really didn't sit well. And then you know, then she goes on her show on her cabaret tour or whatever it is and she totally dogs Dorinda and she really is like riding on the coattails of her castmates and she makes a comment about Dorinda in the back cutting all of her Giovanni dresses like rude yeah which then so. Dorinda does get her back at the reunion because someone asked her if she's wearing Giovanni and she's like no I'm wearing Naeem Khan you know the, the, the designer you tried to steal from Carol and she's like, you can keep your $400 dresses. I was like, yikes. Yep. I mean, it's, it, was, it was a true statement, too. So that was a great burn. I loved it. Um, but they, I mean, they know, were on a good track until Luann decided to like go back down that road again. I know. And the fucked up part is right before they went, because they end up taking a trip to Miami because Lou can't travel far, right? So, But right before they take that trip to Miami you know, Dorinda says to Luann, like, I don't want you putting me in your show. And Luann says, I'll do whatever the hell I want to fucking do. And yeah. then she went and did the whole, you know, still said about cutting the dresses. So it was like, you know what, screw you. And then, it, you know, then she ended up changing it after the fact. And when she did her, her Christmas show, you know, she still took a pun on the Giovanni, but she didn't do it. She did not say Dorinda's name. So, and then obviously, you know, Giovanni still lives on. Yeah. Feeling Giovanni. Feeling Giovanni, but but I, mean, I just I think, hate that like one of our last like trips of the show is to Miami. Like Yeah. I know that it's because of Luann, but that just really sucks. I wanted like a nice like tropical island location because things always go really wild on those. I mean it still got pretty wild because I mean anytime you have our girl Sonia around with some alcohol, we're gonna have a good time. Well, I feel like um, I feel like those welcome drinks are never a good time because you're just completely full of sugar. 
And so oh, yeah. that she was she was just like pouring people's drinks together. <laughs> and then she goes, I found one drink. I found another drink. Makes one big drink. And <laughs> Tinsley's like, they're bringing you drinks right now. She's like, I don't need one. I got one. She starts like <laughs> doing her dance. And it's just like, oh, I fucking love this woman. She is the straw that stirs the drink. I mean, it just is what it is. So she got fucking rocked. And then they end up having to call an ambulance because and so and Bethany got to scream her famous line, go to sleep, go to sleep. And it was just like, oh, God. And and thank God she didn't hit her head, right? That could have been really bad. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to knock you out. And then she just, like, fucking falls over the floor. I know. And then, you know, I think that Bethany was triggered by that because of everything that happened with Dennis. So then she got really concerned. Like, you saw Beth Bethany came in there and pushed everybody out of the way. Yeah, she she was like move like as soon as Sonia went down because she went into mom mode, you know, I'm going to take care of this. So, you know, that was a little scary. But then all the firemen. So then the firemen, when the firemen came in, they they were hot. So then they then they reveal at the reunion (laughs) that um, Bethany during all this was like searching through Sonia's bag for pills because of the stuff that Luann had said about the pills. So she's looking through all of her stuff to see like what medication she's on. And it's apparently just about the hormones. Yeah. And, and water pills and the paramedics even said like she wasn't on anything. And so, but, okay. But before the ambulance and Sonia go down, there's a conversation about going out for the night. And Barb basically wanted to go out with Ramona and Tinsley. Ramona basically invited everybody. But when Barb showed any type of entrance interest, Ramona was like, no, it's just going to be me and Tinsley and basically uninvited Barb, which was so fucking mean, girl. I hated it. It was so mean, girl. It's, just, it's also just so funny that Ramona wants to go out with Tinsley. Like, those two are quite a pair. I know. That's just wild. So, I mean, so that was up, that was upsetting to me. And then I feel like, you know, the next morning, Barb basically expressed to the entire group, look, I'm, they kind of could see something wasn't sitting well with her. And she's like, well, I was going to talk to you guys about it later, but I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling left out. Nobody's engaging with me. And I think that by that point, Barb had stopped drinking the Kool-Aid as much as Luann because she was slowly starting to see the signs of how Luann is not a great person at that moment. I'm not saying Luann's a bad person, but at that moment, this was a horror. This might've been her worst season yet. And that's fucking saying something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like the eight, you know, nine, 10, 11, they just kept stacking, stacking at being like, and I, this was her rock bottom. This was her rock bottom. And so I'm glad to say that, you know, the countess does come around eventually and we get the Lou that we love the best it's who she is now. Like current day is my favorite Lou. Um, she's just but, living her know, life. I mean, she's not trying. I don't, I don't know if she's trying to be sober or what she's really doing. I think she's, for the most part, trying to be, but I mean, we've seen a couple times in like the last year or so where she's had a slip up or two. Yeah, so I don't really know. I'm like not judging. Jump on a mic at like a drag bar or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, which like have her been... and Sonya have both done that before, and Sonya's like gotten kicked out of a gay bar for doing that. Yeah, they've Those had their love to go tear it up at a gay bar. I know they'd be so fun to go with. Um, but anyway, so Barb tells the ladies, like, 
look, I'm really upset. I don't think I want to stay here. Like, I think I'm going to go. I feel like you guys want me to go home. And Luann completely disregards Barb and her feelings and forces Sonia to go to a freaking AA meeting that Sonia has no interest in going, then gets dressed to go. And then Luann critiques her outfit and so that makes her change. I mean, the whole thing. So Barb is just like, look, I don't feel good. I don't want to be here. And Luann was just like, see, on the flip side, homie, nobody cares about you. <laughs> And she's like, I'm trying to take this bitch to church. <laughs> basically, right? I mean, just so she, she, again, trying to be on her little high camel with Sonia too. And she, you know, it was Bethany that was consoling Barbara. And she, her words were to her, put a bathing suit on and get in the game, girl. Like, this is your time right now. And I think Barbara really did try and make an effort. And she finally kind of pulled, put herself in the group and... And, but then Luann just you know, accuses her of drinking the Kool-Aid. Oh, my God. And then Luann says to her, well, Barbara is my friend. She goes, well, she was. And I'm like, oh, Ooh. my God. She was so mean. It was like, oof, you're so angry. Um, I just feel like Luann's behavior, I mean, it had been bad all season, but it just got so much worse on this trip. It just, like, really, like, came to a head. Because, like, they go to um, the AA meeting. Sonia's very upset by the whole thing. Because, I mean... It's not just some, like, happy gathering of people. It's a very heavy sort of thing. And um, for her to, like, then just, like, leave Sonia afterwards. And, you know, they're supposed to be bringing back these truffle fries because the girls are ready to eat lunch. Instead, this bitch goes to go and be her biggest, her own biggest fan and take a picture with her poster. Oh, my God. That was so just arrogant, that moment. I couldn't even get over it. And I was. And she forgot the fucking fries. I mean, that's unforgivable. I related to that moment. I went for truffle fries yesterday, and they're like, "We don't have them." And I'm like, "What? I get truffle fries here all the time." They're like, "We don't have the truffle." And I was just like, "My heart was broke." So I related to the ladies in that moment. Um, So yeah, so basically, she went and had some chick take pictures of her with her cabaret poster, and you know, life is not a cabaret, right? So. The she girls up- had been sitting around talking shit about this woman all like the basically the longer she stayed gone because she was gone for like what two hours or something, yeah. Um, because she had to, she to go for a swim, she wanted to go see the poster, and all of that. It's like the girls were spun up, ready for her to come back, and like it didn't take very much at dinner that night. But again, this is Luann in her condescending ways, and she was trying to make fun of Tinsley for slurring her words, and that's when we get the infamous yeah i'm drinking luann oh i know and that was and that triggered bethany because then bethany lost her shit and was just basically like i've i've done everything for you i've gone above and beyond for you and she just lists off and i took notes so everybody if you did not do the rewatch you can hear the plethora of shit that just spewed out of Bethany's mouth about Luann. And some of it was eye opening. You're like, damn, that was what you didn't know. And I feel like this was like word vomit to a level. I've never seen Bethany do it. Like she was like straight up like manic. She was, she bullet pointed that shit. So basically (laughs) she was like, I had a lawyer come for you on Sunday. I sat in my car in your driveway so I can make sure that you didn't drive and hurt or kill anybody. You went and almost crashed a boat and killed all of your friends. You were running naked through a field in a negligee and you were taken in a cop car and I made sure that they didn't record 
evidence that you didn't get fucking arrested. And then after I got you into rehab for fucking free, you left early, two weeks early to go do a fucking cabaret show. And that's when she's like, I only left one week early. And it was she's like, it's work. a job, darling. It was for work. And she's like, it was for a cabaret show. Life is not a cabaret. And cabaret, cabaret. Yeah, and then what did she say? That part where she's like, you. She's like, she's like, and you're dining out on your sobriety, like acting like she's like shooting bills out of her hand. Oh my God, it was just, and then she had a panic attack and an anxiety attack and basically threw in her Bethany dramatics. And I was like, okay, come on, Bethany, fucking, you're annoying. Um, and then Dorinda's like, you're going to have a heart attack. You need to sit down. And then she calmed, and then they all sat at the table. Lou left, and then Lou came back. So then Lou's like, I'm going to go drink. And Dorinda's like, all right, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, basically, this entire time, like, Luann, you know, starting at Luann's doing her, like, oh, really, darling? Really? Is that yeah, what she was really think? I love when Luann hits it with a really. She was definitely but doing it for attention. She was totally out when Bethany was like, you're a sicko. I know. I felt bad for her, though, because Bethany always loses it on her. Really? Like, she had been her biggest cheerleader, and she ended up still losing it on her. Every season. It just wasn't at the Berkshires this year. Because she usually flips She usually flips out on her at the Berkshires, right? Yeah. And so then they also reveal at the reunion later on that, like, some of the other stuff going on with Luann is that she was extremely paranoid during this time frame, and she thought that paparazzi was like coming and taking pictures of her nonstop driving by in boats and taking pictures. And it's like, what the fuck was going on, Luann? Yeah, it was, it was really a sad time. I'm really glad to say that she came out on the other end of it. So that was, you know, definitely difficult. And then we also, you know, had something that I saw this season that made me really sad was that, and I related to it was, Tinsley kind of being a solo entity she was in a really different place than all of these women and I feel like you've got one going through rehab you've got one going through a breakup you've got one going through um, a death of a fiance I mean they all were at such different places of their life and then you have poor little Tinsley who just wants to have a baby and then her dog dies oh it's so awful it was just oh, like so baby. sad I know. So that was really sad. And then, you know, I think her dog died from cancer. So it was probably kind of rough. But when she said like she picked up the dog and its head like flopped over, that made me so sad when she was talking to Ramona. So like, I thought that was really sweet, though, to see like how Ramona consoled her. But that was so sad. I didn't like that. I know. I, I hate dog stuff so much. I know. And we've gotten to see, I mean, now we see like, because Aston has passed away now. Coco has passed away now. We saw Dorinda's dog passed away this season. Tinsley's dog passed away this season. Season. We got to see Marley pass away last season. I mean, so it's there, we've got to see these dogs. Like, I remember when they got Aston, Lu- Luann's dog. Yeah. You know, so, but then I've got, you know, we got a little fun um, g- glimpse of, you know, Dorinda also back in her like early heyday. I feel like Dorinda is full of just like so many like little nuggets that I just love about her because um, we got to do the fun little Dorobic thing and they all dressed. I know. They, they came ready. So I thought that was full fun. Yeah. Too. I mean, the season ended with just like a couple like random little moments that, like that. Like that's like this entire season. It's like there's like a whole episode or like a whole like part about this aerobics and feeling Giovanni. 
Then we get like Bethany and her dramatic, you know, stuff again with her eating the fish and almost dying. And I don't want to be alone. And what did you think of Dorinda's face at the reunion when they played the Feeling Giovanni song? Her eyes could have killed. It was just like, oof. Like there were like lasers coming out of those eyes. Yeah. But you know what? One thing that was very unsettling for me and I, you know, was the you really got to see the demise of Dorinda and Tindley slowly starting to form at the end of the season. And the thing that was weird for me was that they actually like I felt like had a friendship this season. You know, they like I said, they did the Big Apple Circus. They kind of really formed a friendship. And at the reunion, you even see Tinsley say to Dorinda, like Dorinda goes, oh, you're singling me out. And she goes, yeah. I'm singling you out because you're one, you're the one that started the smear campaign on me. And Dorinda just gets like fixated on Tinsley's finances and her relationship with Scott. And then Sonia and all the other girls just jump on the bandwagon and lose like, hell yeah, don't pay attention to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I just hate when they pick on Tinsley like that. Tinsley comes from money. Her dad also passed away like not very long before the show started. So, you know, there was some money coming from that. She didn't grow up poor. Yeah, and she shouldn't have to explain her financials. So I think that the way they were trying to make her so, look like, like it's a, like people like Sonia don't like it when people are asking questions about her finances either. Yeah, I feel like they were making her look like a like a slut. They were almost like you know trying to say that she's like with a man a for money. I mean, because yeah. they, 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 that was a lot of like what was happening last season is like so, Sonia came short of basically calling her a prostitute. But you know what? We find out next season at the next reunion, right? Is that where it was that we get to see a clip of Dorinda on the phone yelling at John. And we later come to find out that John asked Scott for money. Yeah. And but I think it's like unclear what it's for. Like, if, I, I don't know. I don't want to make any assumptions or anything, but. And so I think that's where it started. The, so then, you know, we can only assume that's where a lot of the contention maybe warmed up because I think that maybe Tinsley was aware of this and she did not give the information to Dorinda and I Dorinda so. felt, uh, you know, felt like betrayed by that. Um, but in Tinsley's defense, if her, depending on the timing, if Dorinda and Tinsley were already kind of, if, Tin, if Dorinda was already kind of attacking Tinsley and Scott's relationship, then why would, Tinsley go out of her way to tell Dorinda something about Scott. But if it was flashed back to when they were in Miami and things were still good, which I think they were, then I think that Tinsley, if she knew at that time, should have told Dorinda and that this could have maybe been avoided. I just, I, again, this is another instance of when a timeline would come in handy. Exactly. I, and I mean, to me, I feel like Tinsley maybe wouldn't tell her because Tinsley is like one of those Southern people. It's like, you don't talk about money. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And, you know, she's probably didn't want to maybe rock the boat. Maybe Scott was like, don't say anything. Yeah. But, and then she's going to obviously be loyal to Scott because she wants to please him. And, you know, and then I feel that, you know, Tinsley, she hopefully has found herself because she needed to still she needs to find herself. Yeah, but. We'll see a little bit more on that next season because everything with Tinsley and Scott continues to really ruffle Dorinda's feathers. So that's going to, that's going to really come even more to a head next season. And yeah. I just, I don't know. 
this is our last season with Bethany. Bethany is about to leave. She ends up quitting like a week before season 12 is due to start filming. Yeah, this is our, we, our last hurrah was, and you know, I will say, at least her last moment with the girls, uh, you know, taping was the s'mores and horrors party. And that was not too long. I think it was the first time she had seen the ladies after her ICU near death experience. And so she, the way she hugged Ramona, the way she embraced all of the women, Luann included, it was almost like a nice little bow for her to put on it. Yeah, I think it just makes the women even more mad, though, because like we thought you actually maybe did want to be our friends now. And now you're like leaving us and leaving the show, like basically to have to scramble to put together a new situation. Because, I mean, you know, when they put these shows together, like they plan for months before the season starts, like who's like got different events going on, how they're going to fill things in. So I think that Bethany leaving the way she did is definitely reflected in how this next season goes. Yeah, for sure. And then they then she gives us Leah. It's like, whatever. Yeah. And I think she literally actually referred Leah to the show, too. She did. She had never um, she had never met Leah, but she did refer her. And I think it was because she was young. And so and, Bethany uh, literally ruined the show. Basically, it's let's just blame Bethany. That's our story, and we're fucking sticking to it. But exactly. I mean, it was still a good episode. It was still a good. I mean, it's still a great season. We still love our ladies, and that's the reason why we decided to do this Roni rewatch. So it was it was still a great rewatch for me. Yeah, thumbs up on that for me. We hope that you guys liked it. So stay tuned. We have one more Roni episode coming up. You know, we're about to be heading into the holidays, so we're going to have a couple little holiday year-end type things coming up um, before we take a little break. You know, the critics are tired. We've watched Roni. We gave you everything about Roni. So just make sure you're staying on top of everything that's going on. And when we're putting out our new episodes, follow myself, that Bravo Gay, and Ariel at Bravo NT, and our collective account, Bravo Critics on Instagram. And make sure that you are liking, rating, subscribing, commenting, all of the good stuff on the podcast. We love when you guys give us some love. So go show us some. Yeah, we love you guys. Yeah. And so until next time, guys. Cheers. Everyone's a critic.